0: blog
1: talk radio hello everyone and welcome to the astrologer of bill attride radio show i'm bill attride and uh today is my 13th show for 2019 and i thought we'd continue where we were a couple weeks ago uh and i call this where we are we now part two for that reason And looking at these themes, um, astrological themes that are overarching or or guiding themes for 2019, and especially looking at uh, the chart of Donald Trump and also the USA, but I think it might focus more on Donald Trump's chart today, and maybe I'll look at the USA next time, but we can certainly see about that as I I go through today's uh, talk, Um, but there's plenty to cover here. and, And some of it's more of a review of what I already said, but maybe a further explanation as to... The nature of what we are experiencing uh, here, but rather than looking at it politically and otherwise, I'm looking at it, of course, from astrological and spiritual perspectives, as is my desire or intention. Um, and of course, um, I'll, I'll open up the show a little later for your calls. And if you want to talk about this subject, that'd be wonderful. And if you uh, have questions about it, or if you want to ask about your own chart, I just ask that you um, give me first your first name. Uh, And then uh, and then you could also then if you're asking about your own personal chart or someone else's uh, Give me that birth information, which would be again a first name a date of birth a place of birth And of course if you have it time of birth and then I can tell you everything uh, And I'd be glad to help you Um, and of course um, if you have any thoughts or questions that you'd like me to address in future shows or or just want to personally contact me um, to ask a question or even get a reading which is what I do for Oh, over 30 40 years now uh, <laughs> i think it's 40 years now almost uh you can certainly uh email me at my address which is bill at tried b-i-l-l-a-t-t-r-i-d-e at gmail.com and i will certainly answer those uh questions or comments that you may send along my way um and uh and then of course i I plan on doing another show but i i'm afraid i'm away next weekend uh uh and then the weekend after um it's possible i can get a show done on the 19th though i've got to be away for part of that weekend and i'm i'm wondering whether i'll try to make it sundays instead of saturdays i'm going to play around with the timing of the Of the show as well so we'll see how that all fits in so um but certainly in the next couple of weeks looking some more at stuff that's going on here in terms of the world and history uh, and commenting on that as 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 you seem to enjoy me doing so uh, to that end let me turn to the question for today um, and and talk about what is happening in in astrological terms in terms of the chart of the USA but more especially in the chart of Donald Trump Um, and as I, as I noted in my 2019 forecast, I really called this year and next year in Donald Trump's chart. And you can look at my forecast in 2019 on the website, the, the blog, uh, both blogs have that um, up there. And I talked about the USA and its major influence this year, which is the planet Pluto going over the USA Mercury, which is quite significant um, and, and quite historic. And I, I lay out what, what happened in the a couple of previous passings of Pluto to Mercury, but I also noted that, um, it, you know, that it's certainly true that throughout history uh, we can often discern or uh, understand better the future of any nation or, or, or entity by the fortunes or misfortunes indicated in the chart of that leader of that company or the head of that state or, or what have you. Um, and I did note that, that indeed for the forecast for the USA, the chart of the USA, the most significant passing is this Pluto over Mercury. Um, and when, when we looked at the leader of our country, it it seemed to be no surprise that indeed in his own chart, uh, this factor of the planet Pluto um, is one of the most principal elements uh, driving the story in his life at this time, Pluto in 2019 and into 2020, um, because what we have been witnessing here is that during was building in in two thousand eighteen but in two thousand nineteen uh Donald Trump has been having the planet Pluto form what's called in astrology an inconjunct aspect each aspect is sort of formed by the division of the circle by numbers and so we have 30 degree aspects or 60 degree aspects or 90 degree aspects or 120 or 150 and then 180 is the opposition and then it reverses coming back it's like cycling of the of the new to full moon and going through various stages and this inconjunct aspect 150 degrees is one that causes quite a bit of stress and strain often is connected to great periods of stress and strain and transformation for individuals or whomever is experiencing it, um, often related to health challenges or things of that nature uh, when it manifests physically. Um, But so what we find, though, is that that these larger planetary alignments, such as Pluto or Neptune, even Uranus, they're forming up and uh, making contact to elements in our chart over more than one year, building in for several years, and just then climaxing or culminating, as we say, when they're exactly at the same degree that then lights up the degree of whatever part of the chart we're referring to, whether it's the ascendant, the midheaven or planets uh, in that person or entity's chart, if it's a company or country or what have you. So what we have here in 2019 uh, is this in conjunct aspect of Pluto to the sun, but then following and building here in 2019 and certainly becoming exact in 2020 is the planet Pluto will then be in opposition to Trump's Saturn. So I thought it first important, and, and, and just to reiterate, what, what is Pluto, <laughs> right? So I see Pluto having uh, a very major role, and I put it in this, this special sort of arrangement of the three outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, which I call the triad of spirit. And so I I would say that Pluto is one of the avatars of this tripartite core of our spiritual hierarchy, or what I like to call the triad of spirit. Um, Uranus is the avatar or principle of the higher mind, driving us to ever greater degrees of individuation, individualization, and bringing out the unique quintessence of whatever entity we're talking about, over time. Neptune is the countering to that, as it were. It's the avatar of unconditional love, of everything being connected universally through one energy form, divine love, that binds all to all because we all spring from the one. And Pluto is the third element, the avatar of the will, whereby we all are our own unique being is is encased in this bodies, various bodies, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, all held together, all held as one encased in this sort of field of energy by the will as humans um, and so that is Pluto is the avatar of the will So together what I would say is that they form the crown of the spiritual hierarchy Which is found in every speck and mode of creation and They represent the mind and the love and the will of God or the one or whatever one wants to call that Whereas their manifestation on lower planes can be seen in structures of elementary particles and chemical and organic life forms. When we come to the human kingdom, now that we have become, as spiritual entities, self-aware beings, we are here to learn to wield these powers by aligning our thoughts and feelings and our power to the path of truth and life. We're learning through trial and error to choose good over the negative, to build and create in love over hating and fear. And so we humans are circuitously, I like to say, but slowly and surely bending ever upward as we walk this path of awakening by developing ever freer minds, more truly unconditional love, and becoming ever more guided by our centered wills. So, for humans, Pluto's, Pluto rules willpower, and it is by exercising our will that we strive to master ourselves. We are slowly learning that we must focus our power inwardly and use, it, use our will for greater self-control and self-mastery. The number one error or sin on this earth is, as humans is when we use our will and power to control, and subjugate, manipulate, and violate one another. The greatest spiritual crime that we humans can commit is trespassing, wherein we violate the sacred space of another. We are here to master ourselves, by, and by our example to one another, as well as by offering loving help and guidance to others, we help one another towards greater self-mastery and self-control. Because it is only by being truly centered by the will and guided by wisdom and unconditional love that we will we use whatever personal power like in a family, or social power, like being in a community, or larger collective powers, like in corporate or institutional or state powers, it is only then by using our triad of spirit that we exercise these powers that come from whatever we serve correctly. We must always remember that all power flows from the source and must serve it, The family or the community or the nation and we must serve the source of that power and direct it in a proper manner as determined by what or whom we serve it is not our power we are but vessels serving something higher ultimately any exercise of power must be in accordance with spiritual truth which is the source of the one power that is why we must hold ourselves to the royal road and say always let thy will be done In all these human hierarchies of family, community, corporation, or state, the leadership of whatever form the executive power is taking is spiritually invested with the responsibility to be the prime mover and example for the whole that they serve. They are the exemplar or the avatar in human terms of this spiritual truth. Their exercise of will and power must be held, centered, and so yoked so that it serves the purpose and intent of that being, that state, that family, that community that they serve. This is why we acknowledge these, this investiture of power by some form of ceremony, and often it involves a person or a group taking an oath, which binds their individual will to the general good or purpose of what, or they, the, what of what or whom they serve. They are acknowledging, or here to acknowledge, that this power is not theirs. It, It is merely entrusted to them while they hold that office faithfully. So turning to Donald Trump, in 2019, Donald Trump is experiencing both the Pluto in conjunct to his sun, as he also faces the steadily building opposition of Pluto to his Saturn. With the Sun ruling the experience of oneself, and it's the, really the source of where the will arises, personally, and with Saturn representing the reality that this self has made or formed for itself, what you poured yourself into or into becomes your reality form, your role, your title, your job, your position, we are witnessing the growing unease and uncertainty of Trump's experience of his purpose and will, that's Pluto to his son. But also increasingly, during 2019 and becoming fully formed in 2020, Trump is going to encounter the growing reality that his power is being met with a powder that may be greater than his, or is greater than his, which depending upon how he responds, or if he's not aware, reacts, may ultimately lead to the removal of his exercise of power altogether as Pluto goes over his Saturn. The 2019 in conjunct is slowly but surely creating a condition of uncertainty and fear for Trump as he realizes that his own interior experience of his power and the actual experience of power outwardly that he's witnessing as he tries to exercise it are becoming uncoupled. In looking at other charts of people that I've read and, and, and looking at it historically, many individuals who face this same aspect often find themselves with a foreboding sense that the ground is shifting from underneath them. Pluto does rule the underworld, the d- deeper layers of the being, of our being and all beings, so that they feel and act as individuals who are becoming unmoored and uncentered. Some facing this have chosen to walk away to relocate or refocus their center and their exercise of power. And for many of those, it's actually quite liberating. They let go of power because they realize it's not appropriate anymore. And they experience this change as what it should be an opportunity to grow. But for some who do not wish to lose what they believe to be theirs, they are reminded that we are all here to serve the source of power and not to exercise it as if it were ours alone. So what is actually happening spiritually for Trump is that his personal will and its alignment to the greater will of the whole is becoming increasingly tenuous. Meanwhile, growing in 2019 and then forcefully showing itself fully in 2020, the Pluto opposition to Trump's Saturn will directly confront the very structure or reality of his power as it will force a confrontation between power and power in the very roles and titles, the very institutional nature as understood and experienced by Trump. Pluto's passages are often experienced by most as a very quite and, and quite strong cath- cathartic and transformational experience. And for, the, for many, it's likened to a death and or rebirth experience the reality that trump has made of himself is facing one could say its ultimate test he will see it as a life or death experience he will fight harder than he ever has to maintain his position and power the other realms of collective will and power of various institutions and structures will take up one side or another and often Trump will see these other wielders of power as countering him and what he considers to be his rightful exercise of power. The question will be, as it is, it power will face power. Um, and claims of right will battle with other claimants. In the end, spirit will decide who is right and who must fall. Trump's test will reveal whether or not he has aligned his will with the greater will, or whether he has misused his powers and taken the social and collective good will to serve his own personal and self interested needs. Now, I also note in that 2004. 2019 forecast that I that there were other challenging aspects in Trump's chart at this time Uh, and I I may have listed them that Neptune was squaring Uranus in 2019 and it's also squaring his north node in 2020 and other things that are occurring so I just thought I'd just mention these to see it's not just one thing Pluto here but several coinciding factors that are piling up here in his chart The Neptune square in Uranus is quite interesting because, again, it's the Neptune, which is the illuminator, but dissolves things to show you some greater understanding of it, ultimately, but first throws a lot of confusion at you because you're having to let go of an old reality to move into a greater one if you can. It's it's it's, a, it's a going into and affecting the most definitive feature in Trump's chart. He's born with the sun next to Uranus, and Uranus opposite his moon. He's always seen himself as what he is, an iconoclast, a breaker of idols, a breaker of structures and forms. That's why he's unbound and can bring about great transformation, revealing the rot and corruption in many institutions, but also not revealing it to make it right and make it true and pure, but as perhaps just taking it more advantage of it Uh, this can be a very difficult time when Neptune squaring Uranus because you will feel since Uranus rules your individuality and your sense of freedom that he will feel as if his own individual freedom is being eroded he will feel a lack of freedom and feel great uncertainty about how to regain his sense of himself and changes will be occurring which confuse him not excite him It will seem to him in 2019 that life is uncertain and getting more and more out of control. Then Neptune moves on. And of course, this is building in in 2020. In 2020, but already affecting him this year, Neptune is squaring what is called his north and south nodes. Uh, Those are the pointers in a chart that show where you're coming from and where you're going to, your dharma karma. And in a way it shows your purpose in life that really this is the path you're on well when neptune touches these two points because they're they're opposite each other so both are affected at the same time you essentially come to a point in your life where you're very unsure which can happen more than once in your life certainly but this is a critical moment where you're very unsure of your purpose uh on, on the one hand he may be really unsure of where he's going or and and feel i need to know what where i'm going and what is my purpose um but what happens here is that you will find yourself very confused and may get off track way off track if you act with integrity uh and and have a a strong alignment to your spiritual core it might lead to an awakening and changing of direction that moves you in a much more meaningful path or it may reveal to a soul that the path you took and how you took it and how you exercise yourself on that path has led to this disconnect to, from your true purpose and your life has been uh, an illusion or a fantasy or delusional. Uh, and we will see um, what, is, what, what is his experience. And it, it comes to a head, I would argue, since Trump was born at, a, at, a, at, a, at an eclipse, uh, the sun and moon opposite to each other and, and being born at an eclipse, uh, means that he is someone where the nodes of, his, the, of the chart line up with his sun and moon. And sure enough, beginning in here, 2019, stronger in 2020, climaxing in 2021, Trump is going to have Neptune squaring his moon and squaring his sun, which means he's experiencing greater and greater emotional confusion. A, a lot more emotional upsets, greater sensitivity and feeling of vulnerability in terms of making a person fearful and confused and delusional. This really sets that off. And again, the only way to counter that is to find lasting, truthful things that anchor you and, and try to feel way, and try to discern what is real from what is not real. That is causing these emotional upsets and great emotional insecurity. Um, it's a time when a person would be best served to just take time off and get away and go off and meditate or go on a vision quest, not be handling heavy duties because you have no energy left to do so. And and the sun ruling even more of the vital sense of self and the center of your being, Neptune going over your sun, well, that's that happens maybe once or twice in a lifetime. And it's when you come to an epiphany, having a moment of great confusion and loss of sense of self. That you thought you knew who you were and now you're shown that is not who you are and there's more to you than you thought if you could open up to it so it makes a person have a greater greater sense of loss and confusion about themselves they lack confidence they become want to escape from their responsibilities not take more on uh if you can uh it's a time when you just sort of are Sort of spacing out, basically, uh, and you should go on these spiritual uh, journeys of discovery and rediscovery and let go and often, having gone through that process in twenty and twenty one who you will be for him in this case will be far different from what you thought you were going into it, so um, there is quite quite a lot, and there 's more than those elements happening as short as well, often things are piling up at certain times and things are certainly piling up in 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 trump's chart so um uh not we should we should watch this very carefully and know that these factors are 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 the underlying cause of what we're seeing manifesting in the world but of course the the things that are manifesting are always implied or implicit and held by the potential in anybody's chart so as i read his chart when he was elected and noted some of the, the, the qualities and tendencies that he was born to face and hopefully work out in his life or having not worked them out, would become the very elements of his own uh, sort of dysfunction and demise. Um, Trump is facing these qualities now, being brought to light and brought out in the open, and we'll see how it, it plays out in, in the real realm, the real theater of history for us all. So I, I thought that was just an interesting sort of take on what's happening here. I'm not predicting he's going to be, as I were say impeached. Uh, I, I Sometimes I wonder, is he just going to walk away from it all, cut a deal? Uh, I can't imagine that he can survive all these different influences unless he does do the work uh, and does go through a quite a spiritual transformation and awakening, a humbling, if you will, uh, that could be his salvation. Uh, whether he can or wishes to do that remains a very big question uh, in my mind. So with that all uh, said and done, I, I see that many of you are holding on here, and I, I don't want to take up all of our time with me chatting away here, and I want to give you all a chance to, to weigh in with your questions or comments or what have you. So I'm going to go in pretty much in order of when you've been holding on. So let me uh, take up the first person here. And again, if you are asking about yourself or someone else's chart, I would need a date and a place of birth at a minimum and if you have a time of birth that's great and do give me your first name okay so I'm going to go with the first caller here and hello you're on with Bill who is this hello
2: Hi, Bill. It's Stacy. Hi, Hi,
1: Bill. Could you hear me? It's Stacy. I do hear you. Do Hi. Hear. Hi. Um, and, Stacy, by well, you saying that, I'm assuming I've spoken to you. You're a Stacy I've spoken to before. Let me see if I've got you in my list. I've got, yes, I've got Stacy December 26th. Is that you? Yeah. Okay, great. great.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, a couple of months my birthday.
1: Yes. Yes, I know.
2: <laughs> and. Like I said, I'm studying human resources right now. You know, mm-hmm. I told Joe I was going to take a class, and we're learning disc personalities. And speaking of Trump, he would go under D for domineering. <laughs> <laughs> for the, you know, the disc chart. Yeah. There's D, which is domineering. Right. And I is for innovative, influential, you know, so like um, their people, their, you know, people per very people oriented sure s is steady, stable, um, dependable team players, and C is cautious they 're like computer people that are detailed, very introverted okay so which one do you think I got
1: <laughs> Wait Oh, for me for yourself um, well gee i'm not i 'm not up to speed on that that categorization or classification system. I would certainly say. That given your blending in your own chart, that it's you know in terms of the four elements as we would classify someone with first, you're earth and water. So you're someone who's pragmatic, and and yeah. wants to find practical solutions to things. And you're and you're therefore very well grounded. But you have a strong capacity for empathy and understanding with your moon and and, and with your with your mm-hmm. planets and water, all the Scorpio especially. Um, so you're a, a, a very good blend there. Um, And then the modes being fixed means you're definitely purposeful and dependable, uh, a steady person. Uh, So that would also ring out for me in terms of those classifications you were mentioning, the sort of traits that they represent.
2: Yeah, I got got highest on I, the people person, Mm -hmm. and the second highest which both are very high i got the steady stable dependable one yeah,
1: well that's what we've looked the, to. Uh, we, yeah. i is
2: talkative yes yeah.
1: Yeah. and again we can lowest, break it down we uh, can re- was, <laughs> it's, it's
2: it's funny the lowest i got was what trump got
1: All right. well again <laughs> you know, right well again see. there's there's i would say uh trump is there's again, we would break down classification systems, frame things, but then we want to get more into even more detail. And so astrology is very detailed in terms of all the different categorizations and break and breaking things apart and, and detailing so being that he's a gemini and then the sun Uranus conjunction at least he's essentially a very unstable mm. person that's his strength is instability <laughs> but but uh, uh, and in inco- and incongruity and they're very bold uh, what's that
2: they're very bold and he's less he's very bold less sensitive
1: right well i well what i always said in, in his first delineation that i did for him in in 2016 was given uh, a number of things in his chart but especially the saturn venus is that he lacked the experience of unconditional love growing up as a child Uh, probably he was shamed and 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 faced harsh circumstances so that core of self-love and where unconditional love arises was not fostered and so he remains unloved and unloving so he lacks empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every he's the only subject in a, in a room. Everybody else is an object, uh, it, you know, making a very broad, blatant statement about it. <laughs> but, but so <laughs> but that's certainly in terms of his public conduct. And I can't speak to his private, though. People could certainly observe that in terms of his life and his marriages and whatever, um, that it certainly seems like this is a person who treats other human beings as objects of certain value to him. And when they are no longer valuable to him, they are no longer having any value whatsoever, essentially. Um, so, <laughs> exactly. so, so yeah. So, but you know, when, when, it begs the question, you know, what, why would he then appeal to so many people as this carrier, this avatar of Change, which clearly was what people were looking for, and of course, being an iconoclast, he says, i'm going to break the system, i'm going to tear it all down, it's corrupt, it's rotten, and many parts of it were people were tired and, and of promises not delivered in both parties, but it, you know, and you could argue which party promises more and delivers less, I would you know maybe differ than what other people might think, uh, but still, um, you know no, no one can say we were living in a perfect system, but there are those who want to reform. Or, or bring about a bigger transformation, and there are people who just says tear the thing down. And he's in that camp of a breaker, um, and 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 not a builder, even though he claims to be a builder <laughs> in terms of of all his <laughs> his all his work that he's done his whole life. I build things, but like what he did his whole life is he just borrowed money and went bankrupt again and again. We in New York know him very well. Um, that he's just uh, mm-hmm. he's made a myth of himself. Um, And he got away with it because he just took on so much uh, leverage that the banks couldn't call him on it. He he called their bluff. Again, he worked the corrupt system to his advantage. And it's just unfortunate that he rose to the highest level. But maybe the country needed this kind of shock and awe to wake up to what we need to restore and what was broken um and and, what we don't want and and, and also where we don't we don't want (laughs) to go into the chaos totally and we don't want uh, that's not the solution it is revealing of maybe the problems and so that's maybe the point of spirit here is like people look at yourselves look at what you're doing change um and he certainly is making people think about you know what this country stands for what what our principles are how we're going to live it for what purpose um it's a great teaching moment. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, people are really reading the Constitution. They're really reading, you know, the Bill of Rights. They're, what, what, did, what did we say we we're going to do? It's, it's great, you know, in that respect, because we were complacent, uh, and many people were, about, about democracy and this great experiment. So um, I think it's invigorating. and I, 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 I'm, I'm pained by all the harm being done, of course, to bring about that lesson, but um, that's how we grow. We grow through trial and error and falling and rising again. So here we are.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was just great on The Apprentice, that show, but as far as everything else, you know.
1: Well, but he was great (laughs) as an actor. It was, again, that show was created as a vehicle to make money and they, they made him into something that he wasn't and, and they wrote his lines for him. And then he just, just spun that out as like, Oh, this is who I really am. When, he didn't he didn't have this real experience of being a great businessman you know and so it was all scripted and people seeing him year after year in I never I don't watch reality tv so I really don't have immediate knowledge of it but i've read about it and understand what mm-hmm. it was for uh you know they just bought it hook line sinker oh this guy is the most successful man in america practically or one of the most successful and we in new york going what are you talking about <laughs> just, what are you talking about <laughs> but uh but you know um you know it's it boggles my mind that we have trump up there and giuliani like the mayor america's mayor he was hated in new york we couldn't wait for him to not be the mayor of new york and and 9-11 saved him by making him seemingly a hero, and he did nothing, you know, really, except stand on the pile and say, we're going to fix this. It was pretty, pretty awesome, <laughs> claiming of, take, wrapping himself in the mantle of America being hurt, and I'm going to save you, and, and now we see where it takes us with him running around doing Trump's business. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, but anyways, that's, that's what's, what's, you know, you can't make this stuff up. It's better than a reality show, uh, reality itself. <laughs> Um, anyways, I should take us other callers here <laughs> We we could go I, on and on,
2: <laughs> yeah, but could I just ask, oh yeah,, no, did, sure. I just wanted to ask when sure. you see like um you know more jobs coming in because right now it 's at a standstill you know it 's okay. tr- going to the classes, but you know everything is just up in the air
1: well again I, we were talking about how you're on the cusp of that good big planet the planet of greater energy forms and goodwill and good fortune good luck as we say but really it's benevolent energy and expansionary energy it's about to enter your first house and on or about the october 10th or 11th so this week jupiter comes into your first house and you begin a new 12-year cycle of growth and you will begin to see telltale signs that things are turning uh and part of it's just me having a change of attitude but also the universe is complementing that by bringing to me these obvious opportunities for growth you have to believe in them they're really there and you will see a change in the weather coming later this week and let's say in the weeks to come things will have turned okay
2: Wow. Because, you know, it, yeah, it's weird. You know, you hear people that have been in relationships and the end of September, they've all been broken up. So I'm thinking, what's going on here?
1: Oh, sure. No, they're, they're think, well, things happen um, in various charts or for various signs, as planets change signs and change houses what happened right here at the end of September For many people they don't know it but Mars went into Libra now you think well what does that mean well Libra is the sign of relationship and partnership and Mars stirs things up and as long as a relationship is healthy and sound it wouldn't harm a good relationship but to the extent that one or both parties felt their desires were being not addressed or unfairly met they'd sacrifice too much or not sacrifice enough whatever it was it would blow up and so there were a lot of relationships were shook up uh as mars made this transition at the end of september from virgo where it had been for roughly two months and now goes through libra for about two months um and it gets. It takes and now two,
2: Pluto. Pluto.
1: Oh yeah, Pluto. And
2: now Pluto is direct, right?
1: Pluto's direct. Saturn's went direct. That was Saturn went direct right when uh, the impeachment thing was being announced. That was something else I was going to talk about today. Is the impeachment chart, uh, and I maybe I should talk about that, but I want to take these guest calls. But I was going to, maybe I'll do that right here. I was going to read the um, the symbol um, when when Nancy Pelosi announced the impeachment uh that they were going to begin the process of uh, moving towards perhaps audits of of impeachment the investigation or, or whatever um you can draw charts for moments and not that you should take them too seriously or look at them too much but but there's a book I always use for symbols in my personal readings of people especially when they have new or full moons um, and you read the symbol of the new moon or full moon but you got to read the symbols for rising signs and your own Sun sign and they, they can be quite profound some of these symbols some are seemingly silly and but they are all profound and this is coming from a book called the astrological mandala by one of my favorite uh, astrologer, Dane Rudyard, and he took the symbols that had been developed through a a process, the Sabian symbols with Mark Edmund Jones, and he did a greater delineation of what they meant. The symbol for the rising degree, when Nancy Pelosi announced that she was going to do the impeachment, was this symbol, it was Aquarius 18 degrees was rising at that moment. And the symbol is a man's secret motives are being publicly unmasked. And, that's me. And the keynote is the difficulty for <laughs> so the – So that's good Yeah, no. And it says the difficulty for the modern – individual. He indiv- won't be re- – he, Well, it could be in mass, but again, he's still going to hold on to his base. I mean, that's – we'll see what happens. It's just saying unmasking is what's happening here. And the difficulty for the modern <laughs> individual – So he won't keep, be
2: reelected. <laughs> you well,
1: know, I can't promise that. Do you know what's going to – I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying this is this moment and what it said it was about this moment. It's the unmasking. Uh, and we'll see. And there's more to it than that. But I've I got to go. I got to take other people here. So, so Stacey, Stacy, was great talking to you again. And do do stay in touch and oh, uh, thank and, you. and good luck. OK. <laughs> OK. Oh,
2: thank you. I sure. still want to listen. OK. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll, I'll
1: just put you on mute. OK. OK. Bye now. OK. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, caller, you were next. It's Bill. Who's there? Hello. Hi,
0: Bill. It's Camilla. Hey, hey how it's are you? Camilla.
1: Hi, how are you? Yeah. Hi. Good.
2: I'm well. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Good.
2: Thanks for taking that call.
1: Sure. Sure. So hey. you you had a, you sent along to me, and people can do this. They they can they want to send in a question ahead of time and any information. Please do so. When Camilla did that today, so I already have here. Uh, another person she wants me to take a look at and and compare to her Mm -hmm. own chart. So we can get right to that. So um, I know we've done this before, and and again, what I always begin is just looking at a person's chart. um, And this new person, October 29, 1982, no time of birth so we don't have a rising sign or where the planets fall on the chart which is unfortunate (laughs) it's also challenging because on this particular day in question it was one of the days when the moon is changing signs so anytime before 1 p.m or so he he would be a scorpio with his moon in pisces and that would make water really dominant in his chart Okay, but if he's born after 1 p.m. or so, I could figure it exactly, then his moon is in Aries, and then fire becomes much stronger in his chart. He's still more water than not, but the fire would come out much more strongly, so This is a person who's either very sensitive and very deeply moved by feelings and emotions and has a lot of that that energy form, or there is a very strong component of idealism and enthusiasm and impatience emotionally with the moon being in Aries. So is he more mystical or impatient (laughs) would be my first question to you. I
2: would say probably, I mean, he's in football, so I would say... (laughs) i'm inclined to say the aries and just how
1: he's his approach i you can often see an aries moon person is that they they are emotionally really excited and 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 exuberant and enthusiastic but it's since it's the first sign it can be a little less emotionally developed they have to work on that um and again what's interesting about that is that both scorpio his sun sign and then his moon if it was an aries is the other sign ruled by mars he's a very martial mars person so desire and drive and enthusiasm would be very strong in the nature also from that um so that's that's another thing to weigh in there but then looking at your own chart Mm -hmm. um and and in relationship to his Mm -hmm. as we know you're you're a very watery person being that you're a pisces yourself uh and have other elements Mm -hmm. there so so it's water strong for you um but you're you're a pisces and and again um and and so pisces and scorpio do get along very well being both water signs and indeed no matter what time he's born your sons trine one another so you're fundamentally um find yourselves in the same kind of language group or way of approaching the world in terms of the sun signs and then each of you has their other their saturn on the other person's moon which makes it a very strong we'd say karmic relationship that we've Been together before and there's a strong connection in terms of issues of emotional uh authenticity and and our responsibilities in life in terms of how they may either align or conflict like i've got a job i don't have time to take care of you or vice versa could come into the question of the relationship sometimes with that Mm. but but more um Mm. there's there's very strong physical attraction being shown here between mars and venus which is good for a friendship or for what's more than a friendship one thing that i do note Mm -hmm. that i often find can be a challenging factor in a relationship is that um, his mars is touching your saturn uh, and that often indicates a very powerful attraction to start and yet once it gets going one of the parties begins becoming a little concerned mostly unconsciously that maybe i'm losing myself or losing my space and they want to pull away now from that more intimate connection the other person senses them pulling away and tries to pull them back and it ends up doing what i call yo-yoing pulling together pulling apart pulling together pulling apart and it doesn't make sense why it's Mm. happening and why it's happening as why most everything happens that's negative is because of fear the person's afraid and the only way to counter that is to is to create a space and create a, a reassurance of them that no you're not going to have to give up yourself or lose yourself here we're doing this to find our true selves through each other and yes it involves some degree of sacrifice but gaining so much more than we lose and whether the person can face that and work with that that's the test of the relationship uh, in this case
0: mm.
1: okay mm. deep. yeah it is deep It's mm-hmm. it's you know we're we're here. We're brought together for fun and games, and because we like being with each other. But we're also here to grow, and much growth comes through pain. <laughs> we don't. We don't want to grow. We don't want to. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm comfortable with my my pain I have now, and you're telling me I've got to I gotta go through pain to get to a place of less pain. I don't know. i have already accommodated this level of functionality, <laughs> but limited functionality. And and you're saying I can move to the promised land, but you mean I got to go through pain to get there? many people will beg off and they'll just anesthetize themselves with various ways of distracting themselves from the possibility of being a greater being, unfortunately, Mm. Uh, and there are many many things that can direct people away from that path, um, you know, sidetracks in terms of uh, escapism and what have you in our culture in any culture but especially in our culture many distractions (laughs) that that can lead us astray if we don't stay focused on the most important you know the most important thing is to awaken um and and it's it's a lot of work but the reward is priceless okay um i've gotta i talked too much before my shows i I mean another in in terms of the for speech i want to catch your other people here so let me just move on we got quite a few people holding on so i will talk to you again camilla okay thank you so much you're very welcome okay bye-bye okay i'll put you on mute too just in case uh and the next person and here i am it's bill who's this are you there
0: (coughs) this is jenna yes Uh, i am how are you who's this Diana.
1: Uh, oh, Diana. Okay, I, you are speaking so softly, okay. I, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry.
0: I'm gonna remove your Okay. Can you hear me better I, now? Oh,
1: oh, much better. Thank you. That was that was an improvement. Yep.
0: Well, I've loved the show so far. Oh, good. I love the yo-yoing, <laughs> and all the other things you said.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. And um, and I've been speaking to you about Sweet you know, a while ago, I kept calling and getting disconnected. So I'm happy you took my call today.
1: Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad you're on. Okay.
0: So I wanted to ask you about my chart
1: mm-hmm. and uh, where do you see me
0: now? And also about that um, conjunction when um, something goes over Mercury. I'll, I'll think of it while while I wait.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean the the conjunction. You mean, um, I mean, I'm looking at your chart where things are right now, like to, like, um, let me just look at it visually. Um, you, conjunction, I think what we're talking, well, oh, you have your Mercury, Mercury is going to return to your Mercury, in a few days here um is maybe what you're referring to i'm not sure um which happens once a year typically i mean it will happen at some point during a year but usually around near to one's birthday because mercury run is always traveling close to the sun and the sun's moving through libra and your mercury's in scorpio and that's where mercury is moving right now so that is something that you're due to experience and a mercury return once a year is sort of you've completed a cycle of intellectual and mental development about to move into another one is what that indicates for each of us year after year. Um, but let's see what else is going on here in your chart. Um, the bigger things. Um oh, this is yeah, this has been quite a year with um, what what in terms of your chart. Like the, yeah, the fact that the planet Neptune, the one I was speaking about for Trump, uh going over his sun and his moon and the Dharma Karma line and all that and over Giannis. Yeah, you have Neptune. That's what I'm talking about. You have Neptune in Pisces, of course, opposite to your Saturn, which is in Virgo. And again, uh, Saturn is reality, what we've so far poured ourselves into. We have to be something, and by choosing that something it does fulfill us to whatever extent we've chosen well and brought out some of our inherent potential into a structure of realization in a in a career in a, in a relationship or family or what have you um, and yet it can't it won't last for all time because the world's changing so are we so it has to keep evolving and we hopefully keep in touch with that and we're reminded of that in more powerful ways when these big planets move along and line up with elements in our own chart that It's come to a time now when we need to go through a rather bigger change in regard to our understanding and, and exercise or manifestation of this function. So here Neptune is opposite your Saturn. And, and, and since Saturn rules what I consider to be my reality, and I don't expect it to change that much, it should continue. Gravity should continue to work. The sun should rise in the east. You know, these are things we count on, you know. But in some fundamal, mm-hmm. fundamental respects of your reality, it's dissolving or it's not being firm. And the foundations of your life are being tested. And you're being challenged to look at things in a different light. Um, but you will feel again on mortar shaky that things I thought wouldn't change are dissolving or have been taken away and I'm I'm not standing on terra firma and I and you shouldn't be hard on yourself. It's not you didn't do anything wrong, though you might think <laughs> someone's out to get me. Um, it's like it's it's coming to you and reminding you this is the nature of the universe. Nothing will remain forever and you've got to be prepared to let go in order to grow. And the universe is, again, not to get you, but you have to find your way to be inspired again to be the creator of your life and create a new reality for yourself, maybe bringing into it dreams and visions that you gave up on or didn't think could would be part of it. But now the universe says, no, that must be part of the new reality. You've got to bring that in and don't continue with the old one. Um, so rather than um, being fearful, though one would have fear with this, you want to take time to reflect more deeply within yourself of what really is important in your life the dreams you have held and some yet to be realized that you know can i can i make that happen um and so it's really a time of since neptune rules the spiritual realm and neptune and saturn rules the reality physical realm um my reality physical world is dissolving to remind me that it's it's really it is ephemeral and only things that last are spiritual the everlasting things, the underlying values of spiritual life. Um,
0: how, do you see, how do you see the very near future, the very near future um, changing for me?
1: Right. Uh,
0: I did move. Yeah. I am at um, a room attached to a house for about five days now. Okay. Not feeling very secure, so I don't think that this is the permanent move or, or at
1: least stable
0: enough temporarily
1: well that's good i mean i I Um, wouldn't expect you to you wouldn't come to the the moving out of this confusing unstable feeling though you may be better than not at other times until we get to the early part of 2020 this is this has not gone away yet but you came to this most recent period here the, the second pass of Neptune to Saturn, it's really brought home to a person, there's often three exact passes. The first one was in late March, early April, so somewhere around then it would have been quite striking. And here in mid-September, yeah. um, right then in September is when we had the second passage. And that's kind of interesting because the, the very date that Neptune went over your Saturn coincidentally though in the, we don't look at these things and say oh it's just a coincidence but, but it, it is coincidentally that was the very day that saturn went direct which is the september the 18th um so right there in mid-september um it certainly would have been um a reminder that boy i was prepared for five percent or ten percent of things changing in my life and here i'm dealing with a whole lot more that I'm dealing with, um, and I've just got to. The good news is that this only lasts for so long, but the question is how do I, how do I move through that, um, and come out the other side? And and you just have to, you know, do your best, and so know that it's it's not going to. How be, do I fly? Yeah, how do I fly? Well, I I, I focus on the simple how things. Do I will I focus on the simple things and try to stay grounded. And, and, and realize this is, this is an opportunity to grow and change my reality. I, wish, I wished um, I had greater resources to draw upon, and I do, I just I, I have to think okay. differently to find those resources to get me through this period, whether it's, it's, it's uh, community-based or family or friends um, that are, are, who can help me reestablish a new reality as I reestablish it for myself, okay?
0: Thank you. I wish you were closer. I'd like to meet you in person. Not well, like a little thing. If you ever come to South Florida,
1: yeah. I well, hope
0: you let me know.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, it's nice talking to you again, Thank Deanna. You. Okay. All right. Me too. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Um, and let's see who else is here. Um, uh, okay. Um, caller. This is Bill. Who's calling? Hello? 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 Yes. Who's this? Hello? Yes, I'm on. Who's Maddie? This? Maddie? Okay. Do yes, it, hi. Hi there. Hi, Bill. Hi, hi there. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, my birthday is, uh, I was listening to you on the Internet, plus I had the phone. I'm okay. sorry about that. No, okay. My, my birthday is one Five
1: and the time is six fifty p.m. Uh, yes, I see you here. I, I just pulled you up because uh, when you gave me your name, I went looking. Oh, yeah, and, and I spoke the... I... Yes, yes, good. Yes. So, uh, so what can I do for you today?
0: Uh, this is what's going on with that. Um... Give me a little bit about what's going on with that, uh, with me, with uh, the Capricorn and the Pluto and the.
1: <laughs> and what's happening in your chart? Okay. Well, than... yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's see. Let me let me. I'm looking at it visually, but it's always better. I mean, to get the full, full feeling for it. I like to run the actual program that. Lists all the progressions and transits. It's quite amazing. It's like that the, what the computer does first nowadays I can do things that I wouldn't have imagined I could do in the past um, Let me just see where everything's moving. I love it. Well, we know it. Yeah, yeah We know this year was this big transition for you in March where March April when the moon progressed into the first house so you're in a you're in a new life now where it's about who am I and how do I what I would call myself now and how should I hold myself in the world in terms of attitude, and, and presence, and, and, and really just my nature. Um, I'm, I'm creating a new image in the world, a new presence in my life is what I'm really being asked to do here. Uh, and it comes from the way I hold myself, my tone of my voice, my intentions, it's all about presence is the number one thing to consider here. Uh, for yourself and then secondly as you know yes you're a Capricorn and Saturn's going through your sign and Saturn is right there in that house with your Sun um, and going over your Sun all this year in February again in July and coming up here in November and so here's your ruler, Saturn, the planet of reality and and, 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 and such and crystallization and focus uh, coming over the sun. And the sun is the self. So as I said earlier, the sun is all I can be. But Saturn is what I've so far made of that and poured myself into. And whenever Saturn touches the sun every seven to eight years, we're in a period of looking at how much what I feel or know I could be and compare that to what I'm actually doing and seeing is there an alignment or is there a gap? But the most important time mm-hmm. of Saturn aligning with the sun is the one you're in this year. It's a beginning of a new 29-year year cycle of self-realization. And so it's often marked by a major ending of an old reality form in terms of work or relationship or lifestyle and the starting of a new one. So, Oh, my would, God, that it, is... It, it would it would imply big big changes i mean like huge changes um it's like that story that line of whatever is over because a new one's beginning and 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 it hopefully the new one builds on the old one and it's like a you know a more easy transition but certainly um this is like a door closes and a door opens and it's and it's all the reason if something closed it's because i no longer could be myself in that relationship or job or reality situation and so i had to move on to mm-hmm. a better form of self-realization um so this is this is the year you'll remember uh, and again the fact that it's coupled with so it's both about beginnings saturn is the ending of beginning with on your sun and your progress moves in your first house i mean certain years go by quietly and there's not much change maddie you will remember 2019 <laughs> for you <laughs> You say, Whoa, there's something happening here. You know, I'm I don't I'm not Yeah, there's
0: things that, that didn't happen, here, that's for sure. You no, know, right.
1: And you go you got some years <laughs> yes. are quiet and we like those quiet years and some years are tumultuous and we wish they weren't. And some years are like, This is this is big. This is like, you know, the ending of a volume of my life, the starting of a new volume. It's not like just turning the page. We're opening a new book. Um so there's so much before you now. That is yet to be written by you. You're beginning, um, and 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 celebrate that, That's and realize, that, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, celebrate the possibility of renewal and new things, and it will happen basically. And and of course, always the enemy of anything we do, but especially if something new is fear, you know, and we have to say. No, I'm not going to start with fear. <laughs> that's that's a bad idea. So a I liberate. I got to believe, you know I'm that be, uh, oh, yeah, yes, yeah Everything hap- Yes. Yeah, everything happens for a reason and I'm on the path and and here it is and uh, let me take it up and see what I can do with it and you're on your way. I okay.
0: love it. And I feel that and I think in my in my, in my soul I say Did I am I creating this. I think I'm creating this.
1: Well, we're all creating. It. I, it's it's so, just how self aware we are. Now things do come to us because we set things in motion. That somebody offers us a job or offers us a relationship or whatever. And go, how this come to me? We're we're authoring our lives consciously and unconsciously, and so we set in motion things that now come back, both favorable and more challenging. But in the end, it's all good because we're here to keep learning to to take to have that self mastery that we choose better how we respond to what comes to us rather than just reacting out of fear or trepidation and making it something negative or or making it more negative than it would have been otherwise so but that that takes mm-hmm. so much effort and awareness. there are few who have mastered it, you know, but we're all working towards that mastery,
0: yeah
1: yeah, in progress, yes, okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I love, I
0: love the message.
1: Thank okay. You. Well, good. Well, stay yes, in touch. Thank you. And I'll talk to you again soon. I will. Okay? Okay, great. Okay, this, great. Uh, real first 90 seconds. All oh. along. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Have a great day. You too. Right. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Next time. Okay. Okay, everyone, well, I, the, the show is going to cut me off, or I, you know, it's going to be ending here, and so I thought I'd just wrap up and say that um, I will do another show, uh, and I have to look out in the calendar here. I know I'm away this coming weekend, so it's not possible, but I'll try to do a show uh, Saturday or Sunday. I know I have some, 60 seconds. some commitments there. If not then... I will certainly do a show on uh, Saturday or Sunday, the 26th or 27th of October. And I might toy the idea of doing a show during the week as well, not just picking the weekends. But Sunday seemed to be a pretty good day this time around, so perhaps I'll try that again. So it was good talking to you all, and I look forward to hearing from you in the future. And uh, and I'll probably post part of this or most of what I said today as a, uh, as a posting in the blog, so you can read it there as well. So all the best to you all, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.